I love how all three of us just went, oh, God, so many missed opportunities. (laughs) Pulling some serious Gs in the back seat. (laughs) Doesn't matter, Christian, doesn't matter where she's from. (laughs) We know where she's from, it doesn't matter. And welcome to Patchwork. My name is Dion, and I'm with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Um, so last month, a national radio station here in Australia called Nova launched a competition called PodQuest, which is designed to discover emerging podcasts across Australia. We literally found out five minutes ago that our podcast has been selected as one of the top 10 finalists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you would like proof of this and you don't believe us, <laughs> go to podquest.com. I would like to say good luck to all the other finalists, but we hope you lose. <laughs> I have some follow-up from a previous episode. You might remember uh, that Christian and I went to an event and met a friend of mine, uh, and that friend was organizing the event. And Christian, having not met him before, uttered the words uh, when departing, see a cunt. Uh, well, actually, uh, by chance, uh, last week, uh, I bumped into that friend And thank God that Christian was in my company at that time as well. So I put it to the friend and I asked him the question that has been on everyone's lips. Did you hear what (laughs) Christian said? So Christian, do you think he heard what you said? I am positive that he heard me. I'm 100% positive that he heard me because I said it at his face. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, do you think he heard what... Christian said? I wasn't there, so I have no idea. (laughs) Um, So, he told me that he didn't hear what you said, but he had an inkling that you said something rude to him (laughs) on him walking away. Now, I also noticed, Christian, that you spoke to him afterwards. Did anything come of that discussion that was of note? So, it was a pretty regular conversation. And I wasn't aware that you had already spoken to him about our previous interaction. (laughs) And uh, so we finished up the conversation, all all politeness aside. And I was like, oh, it's really... He was like, I've got to go. I was like, oh, it's really lovely to speak to you again, mate. And he goes, yeah, no worries. He said goodbye to Dion, said goodbye to everyone else. Turned back at me and said, see you, cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Turned around and walked away. So what do you think he thinks of you now? What do you think? What impression do you have of him? You've only been exposed to him for five or six minutes of your life. You've obviously left quite the impression. Um, what do you think he thinks of you? I've never had such an impactful relationship <laughs> with someone having spent so little time with them. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of uh, like I'm two months into a relationship that's not really going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little bit fractured and, and we both know that there's not much hope. Yeah. And then you find out she's keeping a possum in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I own and operate some self-storage facilities. Now, occasionally people won't pay me. So... Their <laughs> goods become mine, and I need, <laughs> and I need to dispose of them. So recently, I, I opened up one of these storage units, and inside 
was a antique pinball machine. And I, I kind of did a bit of research on it, took some photos, and it turns out it was a Williams zigzag from 1964. <laughs> Josh, are you familiar with the pinball machine? Oh, 64 zigzag? <laughs> oh. Are you willing to buy it, Josh? <laughs> so I thought what I'll do is I'll try to connect with people who are experts in pinball machines. So I typed in pinball enthusiasts into Google, and what came up was a website called Arcades Australia. It was an online forum, and mm. it was set like this kind of 1995 Windows, really rubbish program. There are zigzag lines <laughs> everywhere. I've never joined a forum before in my life. <laughs> and for the first time ever, I joined a forum, and I posted in said forum in the introductory section. And I wrote to them saying, hey guys, this is who I am. I really need some help. I'm not, I'm not sure what to do. I've, I've posted some photos. Any advice you could give would be really appreciated. Thank you for letting me into your community. <laughs> Straight away, liking my post, liking my post, welcome to the community, open arms. The pinball enthusiasts of Australia <laughs> had taken me in and I was, I was thrilled. And then I was personally contacted by one guy who said, hey, mate, I'd love to come and check out the machine and give you a hand. He was willing to travel half an hour by car wow. to come and see me. How, how soon after? This, is, this was organized within a day <laughs> of me posting. I guess, I guess he's a really busy guy there. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pinball enthusiast. So he, so he came out and this guy was literally the pinball wizard. He spent <laughs> two hours with me and completely diagnosed every issue with this machine. He took photos. Wow. And, and so much so that he said to me, you know what? I'm going to post this to the forum and find you a sale. And I said, that's amazing. Thank you so much. That's so generous, Doug. <laughs> Doug proceeded that night to post on the forum. Now, this is where it turns real ugly. For the first time ever, I experienced online bullying. <laughs> Not from Doug. Not from Doug. Not Doug from posted Doug. this incredible report about the machine. Following that, apparently... You're not allowed to post sales in the introductory part of the forum. So what followed was an onslaught of the community who had very quickly turned on me. <laughs> Things like OP is a coward. <laughs> coward. I, I had to look up what OP meant, yep. by the way. And that's original poster. Original yeah. poster. Uh, get off our thread was another one. <laughs> Someone coming to my defense wrote, leave the noob alone. Yeah, had to Google he's that as well, I believe. Got no idea what he's doing. Yes. OP needs to be forgiven. He's a noob. And then the OP has broken the rules. Not you, Doug. Now, how were how you feeling at this point? I was, for hours afterwards, scattered. Rattled? What? Absolutely rattled. I've never received this kind of bullying in my life. I didn't know how to deal with it. This, sorry, this, uh, is, this is like the most non-personal bullying I ever. I am, I'm still thinking about today. <laughs> My immediate reaction was to text Doug and say, I'm so sorry, I need to leave the forum. I've cancelled my account <laughs> and I've just, I've just gotten out of there. So, so when Christian told me this story, I was like, oh, can I see some of these private messages? Christian's like, no, 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 I've deleted all of them. I've deleted the account. I, I, I don't want any trail that leads to me after this. So if, if your username was something like, Billy Bob Table, 
Um, would you have been as concerned, or was it the fact that there was a link to your name and the business? No, I, no, I'd, I'd still be concerned. I think why? I, because people can find me. I don't know why? how. But They'll this, all me. of this, is geared towards you've used our forum incorrectly. None of it is like some demonising witch hunt against you personally. Exactly. It's very it doesn't. Strange. It doesn't mention your weight at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of that. But one one issue that it goes back to is that I've never been able to give any comebacks to people uh, putting me down in the past or being bullied. Why? I have no comebacks. You, even you saying that, I don't know what to say. I'm really terrible at that as well. Yeah. I, and I do that classic thing of the next day, I go, damn it, I should have said that. Yeah. The Costanza. Brilliant. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that you don't have a comeback. Like, I, I guess- My mum, when I was younger, gave me this kind of umbrella thing to say to people because I used to get bullied pretty often when I was in primary school for my weight- and <laughs> this is the t- this is that time of the episode that it comes up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she said to me, Christian, if they bully you about your weight, say to them, I can lose the weight, but you can't change your face. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Pretty good advice. Did you use it? I did. It did nothing. It just encouraged them to put face? me down more. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've heard that more in relation to like uh, men and women dating thing kind of. You know, that kind of thing of, well, I might be fat, but you'll always be ugly kind of thing. It's very interesting coming oh to a primary school child yeah. giving them that. But you, so, know what's, you know what's probably funny, though? You're, you're kind of, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but kind of over that bullying stuff. Whereas mm. you probably gave permanent scars to those kids yeah. still, still to this day. They're like, I'm still ugly. I'd never forget it. That's the thing. Well, I guess with the, with, the, with the arcade form, you had nothing to come back to them, did you? You just had nothing to say to them. You were like, no, I'm just going you're, to... You're, you're equivalent to deleting the thing was just like running away. Before I deleted it, I wrote one apologizing post and I was just prophetically apologizing to everyone in the community if I offended them. Yeah, well, all you would have said is, sorry, I didn't read the forum rules. No, presumably that's not what he said. What did you say in the apology? Sorry, I didn't read the forum rules, (laughs) but I wrote it a thousand times. (laughs) It's Monday morning and two colleagues meet in their work elevator. As usual, they have nothing to talk about, so I'm going to help them out by giving them three random words each to fuel their Monday morning blues. So, Josh, here are your three words. Christian, here are your three words. Words or phrases. (laughs) And... uh... Ah, hey, mate. How are you? Josh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good, pretty pretty low key. Just sort of, you know, had some dinner, had some uh, creamy pasta sauce. <laughs> it was pretty, it's pretty delish. Oh, creamy pasta sauce. Yeah. yeah, actually, I've got a um, I've got a really good recipe for creamy pasta sauce that involves um duck eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, but sounds yeah, good. on on Saturday night, um, I was sort of uh, jamming with my band. We we just oh. had a bit of a rehearsal session. Yeah, you guys are party animals, aren't you? Yeah, but you know the yeah. So we got. One of the guys got a bit drunk and bloody, um, he fell over and broke my guitar pedal. Oh no, that's, that's so then, shocking. Yeah, so then. He's a bit of a clown, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was, it was busted. So I had to go and use my favorite web browser, Google Chrome, and, and look up a solution sorry, to fix it. Sorry, which web browser? Google Chrome. Do you think that web browser has been patented? <laughs> 
And he's like, oh, hang on, this is my stop. I'll see you, mate. All right, see you, John. Bye. I was at uh, an electronics and DVD music store called JB Hi-Fi recently, um, and I had this great interaction with this staff member. She was really pretty, really nice, and she had this great smile, and I kind of went up and just was really, I just really enjoyed the interaction, and she was super happy, super helpful, big smile. I was like, oh, gee, she's great. And I just left. I was just, <laughs> I was just really happy, and I left, and I kind of fell in love a little bit. And, um, and I left, and I just thought about it for the next half hour. And then, and then I came back like a couple months later, and I was waiting in line and I saw her again. I was like, oh, great. We had such good rapport. <laughs> and it's that thing of, you know, you, you had really good rapport. And it was like two minutes, but you're like, I'm, I'm onto something here. This is great. So I walk up and she's just dead face. Uh, hey, going, thanks. Boop. Yeah, there you go. And it shattered this illusion that I had that this woman cared for me for even a moment. I love it. And it was the, it's the thing of, I think I got her on a good day that first time yeah. and a terrible day that second time. I just time. love how enamoured you sounded in that first. Yeah. And then how you just came, you were so heartbroken. It just I came was. all crashing down. I wish I had never gone back and met her ever again. <laughs> Did you feel like you were at fault for her sadness? <laughs> Listen, I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. What were you buying that second time? Was it something that she would have been like, oh, no, this isn't the guy that I met that first time? <laughs> first time was a soda stream. Second time was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's so. what it is. <laughs> have there been any critiques of Legend of Zelda that she might have? It was the fact that I wanted it to price match for $4 savings at Big W. <laughs> oh, that could have done it. But it's weird that you, like, I want to... I dig deeper a little bit with this because you seem to put these retail stuff on some kind of pedestal. You seem to need their affirmation. I don't need their affirmation. It's just I get confused if people are being real or not. But it's it's the thing of for retail stuff, you don't know if they're doing their job or they're Mm. being nice. Well, it's really clear in Japan. It's so clear because everyone is just really nice and you know that that's kind of this mode that they that they sort of enter and they're so nice to foreigners, they're so nice to locals and they've got this language that they speak. Talking of Japan, one of my best mates, he lived there for a few years and he actually found it incredibly difficult to determine if people were being nice or not because as the foreigner English speaker, yeah. they wanted to talk to you and be friends with you to practice their English more than anything. So he was like, it kind of stuffed with his head a bit because he was like, do they want to be friends with me or are they just being friends with me because I'm English? And da 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 Sh- should there be a blanket rule that you're just not supposed to make friends with retail staff? <laughs> that well, would help. That also begs the question, have you ever man, it got to the point of chatting up a, like a retail staff and getting a number? I, I did. This is Josh. But it was. All, I was also... <laughs> yeah. I did, but it was He's also, the sexy one. <laughs> <laughs> He's the tall, lean one. Um, it was this... I, I was also working, so I used to work at a liquor store... And this girl came in to do like a wine tasting thing. So she was there for the shift and we just talked and we were getting along really well. And it got to the point at the end of like, we were discussing, like just chatting. I was like, this has been good. And it's one of those things if you just go, oh, just jump in, just, Mm. just do it. And so I got her to write down her name, Shell and her number. And then I invited her to my birthday drinks a couple of weeks later and nothing happened. I found myself having a very similar interaction with a retail staff member the other day. I went to buy a, a phone case and a tempered glass screen protector. Now, I said to myself, what I don't want to do this time is buy online and put the screen mm. protector on myself. Because every time mm-hmm. 
I put it on incorrectly. There's a bubble <laughs> and it ruins the entire time. I want to get rid of the yeah, phone. Bubble or an eyelash. Yep. So I went in store to do it. And, it, and I'll, I'll admit, it cost me a bit more. But yep. by God, didn't I have the best time when I got in there? Because <laughs> there was this very lovely... Young, uh, I'd doesn't say... Doesn't matter, Christian. Doesn't matter where she's from. <laughs> we know where she's from. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Continue the story. Oh, it's irrelevant. It's, it's irrelevant. All right. Well, imagine where she's from. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she took my phone. She said, do you, want it? do you want me to do it? And I was waiting for her to ask. And I said, yes, please. <laughs> Absolutely. And so... The tempered glass screen protector takes a little longer to put on. But what I loved was how precise she was being with with cleaning the glass. Mm. And I just locked in to her cleaning the glass really methodically and really really deep, really slow cleaning. And then she put the case on, clicking it in. And she was really just constantly touching the outsides of my phone. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) It's like, this is incredible. And I felt this compulsion to ask her out because <laughs> she'd handled my phone. And oh, do you have something to say? Oh, well, I was going to say that I had a very similar experience today. I had a puncture in my bike tire on the weekend. So I took it in today to a bike shop. So this guy, I asked him, I said to him, hey, I've got this tube. I've got this bike tire. I cannot get it off. I proceeded to watch him. <laughs> he had these two clips that you use to clip off the tire. And I just watched him just clip them off. And then just roll a tire off the off the the metal um yeah, the, the frame. metal's frame, yeah. and it was just like poetry. Uh. And I asked for his number, and I'm <laughs> seeing him tomorrow night. There's something so strangely. I'm not sure whether it's arousing or whether it's engaging about seeing someone do something that they're really good at yeah, and just being and in their element really well. Yeah, and something that you struggle with on a day-to-day basis and you just know that their skills have been so carefully but honed. I think what we've both what you've both identified though it's something to do with like people using their hands really well. Yeah. And it's like, you know, seeing a good carpenter like smoothing something out or whittling something that kind of stuff. It's oh, really yeah. it's just impressive. <laughs> I'm going to say JB Hi-Fi is a pretty interesting place because I feel like you can't detect who are staff members and who aren't and the only thing that does separate them is the lanyards but they are um in very casual clothes and i'm sure it's a very deliberate policy that they're, all, they're all very cool they're all very cool all very set. hip they oh. all but they tread the line of like you, you sort of talk to these people and you go does this person give a shit hang on christian's shaking his head i think he's got some issues with no, jb no i really have issues with the jb hi-fi stuff it's exactly what you were going on dion most of the time when i walk in there they're playing with the products themselves <laughs> Honestly, on all of them are just scattered somewhere in the store. It's like they're hiding. And then they all just pop out at one time together, talking. They've all got beards and tattoos and <laughs> lanyards weird, as well. They yeah. love their lanyards. <laughs> and for some reason, they insist on putting the exact same live DVD of Phil Collins on every <laughs> single TV. It is store-wide across every JB Hi-Fi walk-in. And it's just Phil Collins' face on every screen. Yeah, it's weird how the demos on those TVs, they're never things that you would watch on those TVs. No, they've, no. I, they've either got... The- Sorry, hang on. I always watch uh, compilations of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting working at Apple as well because you, you, like, you're wearing, at the time, it was a, yeah, it was a blue shirt. And invariably, 90% of people coming in 
would would make two comments. Oh, it's so busy in here. Oh my god, how do you how do you how do you handle all the people? Oh my god, there must be one or two hundred people in here. Uh. And the other comment is that oh, it's really difficult finding you guys. I can't. And it was like so oh, the JB man. thing. They've I gone said down the both path. Both of them. Yeah, I know they've gone down the path. <laughs> uh, it's it's such a it's such a common thing. You just want to tell people to fuck have, off. Have you ever had that? <laughs> have you ever mistaken the identity of someone who worked at a store because they're wearing the same colored top? I've done that at Dick Smith. Someone had a black polo top on. I was like, excuse me. And they go, oh, I, I, don't, I don't work here. <laughs> oh, you know what I did once? Someone identified me. I can't remember what the store was. Someone identified me as working there. And I continued. <laughs> and I and I, and I I continued. And I started, I think it was an electronics store. And I started, and I was like, I don't work. And, I, you know, a couple of minutes later, I was like, I don't work here, but I can, but I've got pretty good knowledge. Out. I think it was actually at Dick Smith. There was the only place that that's ever happened to me personally and of course, it happened here. It was a place called Very Good Falafel. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On Sydney Road. And all I did was shift to another table. And the girl was like, oh, we're done with these. And I was like, I'm... What? And she's like, oh, sorry. Do you, you don't work here? And I said... No, I'm in casual clothes. <laughs> Actually, that was the first time you went there. The second time you went there, well, I went with you and I ordered something from the lady in front and I sat down. And do you remember the comment that you made to me? You're like, she likes you. She, she, she really likes you. And I was like, really? And then I realized I have no idea, no idea when a girl is chatting to me in a certain way or finds me attractive. Maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe I have no idea because it just never happens. But I have no idea about when it's happening. The best thing about that is when you like talk to people, say you went to school or uni with or whatever, and then you find out years yeah. like, oh, I had a massive so crush good. on you. Oh, and you're like, really? Oh, That's man. so annoying. That's so many of those. I could have I kissed all- you at Daniel Mullen's party. <laughs> oh, God. I Daniel. Love I love how all three of us just went, oh, God, so many missed opportunities. Yeah. It's such As a 12-year-old. Yeah, it's yeah. such a universal thing because you just like, you're, presumably there are things you can look out for. You can look for body language or profuse sweating or like moving or like uh, throwing or, of the hair. Or the applying of tempered glass. Yeah. Is there anything in pheromones? Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole thing of you're attracted to pheromones that are complementary of your DNA. There's that whole thing. You know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, and yeah. apparently you're not so, do you like the smell of your own baby or do you not like the smell of your own baby? What? <laughs> Where is the baby coming apparently into that's, this? Apparently, that's a thing. With pheromones, you, you're, you don't love the smell of your own baby because, you, because there's an innate biological thing that you're not that supposed you're to be attracted to, to your baby. What? You haven't nah. heard of this? I'm, that makes sense seen, biologically. So, you don't like your baby... But you pretend to like your baby. No, no not like like the smell of your baby. I would have. <laughs> did you did you not hear I, me say the word smell in there? <laughs> so what Christian heard was biologically you don't like your baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was mystified by what you were saying. So strange, you didn't hear the word smell. <laughs> well, it's because I I've got no big issue with babies. <laughs> oh, that's good. Thank God we can breathe a sigh of relief. My my kind of issue with babies is the parents being lacking forgiveness for people who aren't completely familiar with everything to do with babies. Like, I find it very difficult sometimes to tell if a baby is male or female, right? Fair. Because they all, and let's be honest, look very much alike. They're all just very round and and (laughs) squishy. And and it's kind of, I've described them as this amoebus blob. (laughs) And I feel like all babies have tits, 
So you can't really tell, like, if a baby's a, just from what? its fatty, squishy tits. Oh, right. Because <laughs> they're all just profusely rolly. All babies have tits. <laughs> That's the takeaway. But, but yeah, so... Well, I guess because the whole thing is... Dress boys in blue and the girls in pink. That'll yep. tell you the story. But that doesn't happen anymore, No, it doesn't, because that's rude. Yes, exactly right. So, I went to a barbecue the other week and I didn't want to be rude by asking, um, oh. is it a boy or a girl? So, I thought... <laughs> you could just ask, can I see their genitalia? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought the best way around this would be ask for... The baby's name. Good. Right. So, exactly. Right, well, here so it comes. Went, so here we go. <laughs> so I went up to the father and I said, "What's its name? <laughs> it's, what's its, it's name?" name! <laughs> see the see that thing over there. Yeah. What's its so name? What's its name? So and then he said, "He is called Samantha." <laughs> <laughs> When you think back to going to barbecues as a kid and there being a lot of kids there, kids were just wreaking havoc. Yeah. Things were getting broken. Everything was just falling apart. At this barbecue, there was silence. All the kids were in the TV room on their iPads. Every single one of them. And I said, how different are these babies going to be in 20 years time than what we were now? Surely they will be so different. And it must be as a parent, as a parent, it must be so easy to go, I've got this thing I can just turn on and my baby can be distracted for eternity. Yeah. But isn't it just, it's such a cop out. But we actually don't really know the effects, like the idea of, oh, they should be out playing. And that's like, we don't know the difference in that. You know what I mean? Like, Who's to say? They might become incredibly intelligent yeah. because they're using or whatever skills that they're using when operating the iPad. Like we used to, as kids, we used to pour, like, I'm not sure whether you guys did it, but we just pour all the sugar from a, like a, a table <laughs> into a wine glass and, and then all <laughs> sorry, the salt what? and then all I'm the sorry. pepper. I don't know if you guys ever did this. I, 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 I have not. no idea what you're talking Excuse about. Me, I checked beforehand. <laughs> And you what, didn't, so what you, I'll what explain. You, what are you talking about? When we used to go to like functions at function centers and, and stuff, we would all sit around as kids and grab the salt and the peppers on the tables and then just pour them into carafes. <laughs> what? That's what we used to do. What is a carafe? A ca- make- <laughs> Your issue with this is what a carafe Carafe Vegemite. <laughs> Isn't it the like a wine decanter thing? Yes, just a just yeah. a, a thing, a jug. Sorry, so what I've taken from this is that you used to go to function centres <laughs> and you used to have salt, sugar, and pepper at the function centres, and you used to pour them into large canisters. <laughs> yes, is that correct. what you're talking about? Yeah. What what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> But you're making out like he as a kid decided I'm going to go to the function centre and do this. We used to look forward to it. (laughs) We all used to go as kids and be like, oh, okay, grab the salt, grab the pepper. Yeah. (laughs) I still don't know what you're talking about. All right. I get that maybe that's a little bizarre, Dion, but something that's slightly more bizarre, and I'm not sure whether you're familiar with this, Josh, but Dion, I think you had a very weird relationship with your parents in regards to one particular thing when you were a child so my parents always made sure that they had a car that had airbags that had a good safety rating sounds fun but one thing normal 
Yeah, yeah, normal. Yeah, absolutely normal. Completely normal. Yeah. So that was normal. <laughs> but what wasn't normal was the length of time that, I, first of all, I couldn't sit in the front seat of the car for fear that if there was a crash, that my head would go through the window and that it would I would slide underneath the, the seatbelt, which actually is true. But one thing that wasn't uh, normal was the fact that I was uh, required to sit in a booster seat. Till I was 14. <laughs> so I sat in a booster seat till I was 14. 14. And Christian, you you don't even know this. And I just remembered it. What? It wasn't just a booster seat. It was a seat that was like I was locked into an F-18 <laughs> aircraft. Oh, no. Yeah. I love it if you also had the helmet with the mouthpiece. <laughs> That's the only way. You got an eject seat as well. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that was me. I, I believe now I calling some serious G's in the back seat. <laughs> but I just remember being very embarrassed. And the problem was as well is that I remember when I used to get driven into school, because I was on a booster seat, oh, I no. couldn't hide. There was no you way I could hide, hide because I was oh. so fucking high in the car. I you, couldn't hide. And you had a legitimate reason for people not to see you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I put my sort of head down. But and also I'm trying to think. And I'm, your thumbs up. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that my friends knew about this as well, but I don't remember getting teased about that. I think there are other things that were at the forefront. <laughs> Josh, obviously your raking long hair was something that you weren't allowed to cut. I was not allowed to cut my hair at all. Was there anything else that your parents didn't allow you to do that other kids were allowed to do? Um, it's not so much do, but I'm sure you guys had to sip food and drink that you weren't allowed to have all the time. And our big one was Cocoa Pops. And so we were never allowed to have Cocoa Pops, but... They had them at Nan and Pa's place. So we'd always love staying there because you get Cocoa Pops in the morning. And that is the reason that now that I buy my own cereal, I always buy Cocoa Pops as a 30-year-old man. Wow. <laughs> That's so interesting that that, that that left such a legacy. If I had had like free reign of Cocoa Pops when I was a kid, I would not be buying them to this day, I don't think at all. It's so terrible for you as well. Do you remember when parents used to say you'd be, you'd be better off eating the cardboard than the, than the, <laughs> no. than the cereal? Excuse really? me? Your parents didn't say that to you? Oh, I, but Yeah, my I, parents didn't lie to me. So. I guess that's because I... Guess that's I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What's for dinner, mum? Oh, another bout of cardboard, Dion. <laughs> so, wait. So, are you, are, you, are you saying that Cocoa Pops are not that bad for you? I'm saying they're not as bad as the cardboard. Did you ever try the cardboard? Yeah, it's delicious with milk. <laughs> Rip it up into pieces. I remember as a kid, though, my, my picture of affluence, for whatever reason, when I thought, if I ever get rich, my diet is going to be Coca-Cola and cashews. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea of, like, the height of rich people food. Do you remember that the point that... Ca- I used to eat cashews all the time. <laughs> do you remember the point where cashews got really expensive? <laughs> Christian, what do you think happened at that point? What happened? Do I, they grow on... Tra- I, I don't even know where cashews To be honest, I, just, I think it was just better marketing of macadamias. <laughs> <laughs> macadamias, I think, took over that affluent kind of nut... And pistachio as well. Oh, People absolutely. love a pistachio. Apparently, apparently pistachio nuts are carcinogenic. What does that mean? Uh, it means they cause cancer. That's horrible. Wrong podcast, Dion. <laughs> Dion, was there anything you weren't allowed to do as a child? Uh, nothing, nothing really. Actually, yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was heaps, there's heaps and heaps of things. We covered it in one of the episodes. There was, there's been a strict prohibition of alcohol, or there was a strict prohibition of alcohol that has pretty much continued to this day. There's no alcohol really allowed in the house. And when you do have a beer, you can see a look that I get from my <laughs> mum or dad. It's kind of like, oh, that's weird. 
you shouldn't be drinking that then. We're not too dissimilar to that now. How it's like you hear about families who like crack a bottle of wine over dinner and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Never ever part of our house. Yeah, no, neither, up. neither. Not really? yeah. No, not at all. It was part of your house. Absolutely. Really? I, I don't. And I was I'm wasted sure at that- dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm not sure that that's uh, that I'm the exception here because I feel like more families oh, tended to have. Yeah, I agree with you. Alcohol yeah, especially over in Australia. Like I think it's a tradition in Australia, but um, yeah. There's there's one thing in particular that I was not allowed to do, and it has stained my future. I believe I was never allowed to play AFL. Oh. Yeah, that's not great. I never wanted to play. <laughs> yeah. uh, football was my passion as a kid, but I never, I never was. I was always okay, but I never was that good. Were you pretty good at it? Well, this is the story that generally accompanies when when someone asks me the question of, "Do you play footy?" I'll often answer, well, I was invited to an AFL camp when I was in grade six. Just to deflect away from having to tell them (laughs) after grade six, I was never allowed to play football. My parents didn't let me go to the AFL camp. Why not? What was the reason? I might get hurt. Yeah, it's a fair concern. I love the idea that no one questioned me about being invited to an AFL camp when I was in grade six. (laughs) <laughs> like people kind of like Oh you must have been good I was like yes And I was also 10 <laughs> <laughs> Oh you, people think it means Like a training camp thing Yeah it was this It was this no. ridiculous thing where, where teachers picked Like the best in the year level And they told the uh, Whoever the AFL the scouts. Oh, yeah, when, the you scouts. T- when you told me this For the first time You made it sound like There were First of all I don't think you were 10 When you told me I think you were like 15 And also You, you made it sound like There was Yeah there were scouts That were visiting the school And they saw you playing in a game and they're like, oh, that kid's got potential. He could be playing in a football team in two years' time. Well, you really become, misrepresented that. I've become very good at telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> I always find with um, kids and sports, I, I don't know how much of it is natural talent and how much of it is just purely, you are going to play this sport when you are two years old and you are going to nonstop do it. And that yeah. is it. And I think that's the biggest part of it, that if you want your kid to be great at sport, you just push them into it, Christian. Yao Ming... Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry, I was clearing my throat. (laughs) No, Yao Ming. Why are we talking about the tempered glass lady again? (laughs) Yao Ming, the Chinese national basketballer who is now retired, was bred to play basketball. Yeah. From two of China's best basketballers, male and female. Put them together. Oh my god. I just imagine them putting them together in like a panda sanctuary (laughs) and waiting for them to mate. Actually, on the topic of that, there was the first live streamed sort of uh, birth of an animal on the weekend. He's not an animal. One point, one point two million people watched this live stream. Do you know what was what the animal? Was? The animal was a giraffe. A giraffe. Oh. And was it really good at basketball? It was. <laughs> <laughs> but the giraffe was. Um, yeah, it was sort of. It was sped up. The the <laughs> the giraffe was sped up. But but when I watched a sort of a, a version of it on giraffes the news, snort this. <laughs> the giraffe was sort of running around, but it looked like I think the amazing thing about animals, at least from our perspective, is you can't tell when they're in pain. Really, like you you like when you when you go fishing and you catch a fish and you reel the fish in and the fish has got this fucking hook in its mouth. You really couldn't tell if the, minus the hook, you couldn't tell it was in distress. And this this yeah. this thing, it's. I'm sorry. It's a giraffe giving birth to a giraffe. Surely there's some. I should, pain I should hope so. That. Yeah. <laughs> giraffe giving birth to Yao Ming. Yao Ming. 
and he'll be our best basketball. Imagine that, and it drops out of the giraffe, and it's just bouncing a, it's dribbling a basketball. <laughs> You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? You know what's really good? Buying a pair of shoes and not blistering after you wear them for the first time. Really good. Really good. Really good. It's really good. You know what's really good? When you use the petrol station window cleaning bucket and it has fresh water in it. <laughs> really, good. really good. Really good, Josh. Really good. You know what's really good? When your rubbish bin is completely full and it's bin night tomorrow. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? When you do a fart and it smells identical to your last meal. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. Really good. Really good. You know what's really good? Dropping something breakable and saving it with your foot. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When your car is filthy and it rains heavily, washing all the bird shit and dirt away. Really good. Really good. We love hearing your really goods. And this week, you know what Adam Vincini thinks is really good? When you're in line to pay at the supermarket and then the checkout counter next to you opens up and the cashier exclusively invites you to be first. Really good. Really good. Well done, Adam. Really good, Adam. That's it for Welcome to Patchwork this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please let us know on Facebook. You can search for Welcome to Patchwork. And if you're enjoying our podcast, please uh, like and subscribe. No, please leave a review on iTunes because it really helps us out. It'll take you two seconds. We will wait for you right now. So thank you for listening to Welcome to Patchwork. I have been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.